What is up? I am Miguel Antonio, and this is the Live and Create Podcast. It's where I interview artists and entrepreneurs about what it means to live a great life and create great things. And this is the pre-COVID edition. It's a series of interviews I did end of 2019, and then all of 2020 happened, and here we are a year later, finally getting them out to you. And even though it's been a year removed, I think it will bring some great value. On today's episode, we have Sarah Simon. She is the founder of Merlon Boutique Salon out of Denver, Colorado, and she shares with us her story of starting in high school as a stylist and eventually growing her own brand, launching her own salon, and creating a business with a very positive, collaborative culture. We also dive into topics such as resilience and her passion to help women who are coming out of the sex trafficking industry. Uh, And just as a heads up, one of the mics kind of had a glitch, so please give some grace on the audio. There's some kind of background noise within it, but hopefully it'll still be a great experience for you. It was a great conversation. Enjoy. The Live and Create Podcast. You guys are inspiring me to get tattoos. You should. Yeah, I'm like, I want tattoos like you guys have tattoos. So if you were going to get a tattoo, what would you get? I, you know, so my um, grandpa passed away and okay. my dad passed away. So I thought about getting um, dahlias on my arm because he had dahlias in his garden and he'd always point them out to us. See, and that's, I, I think it's cool when there's like some deep meaning behind it. Uh-huh. Uh, even though not all mine have that either though. So yeah. <laughs> any other things you'd get? Um, yeah, resilience probably. But then I'm like, that's generic. But yeah, I, I have been like, I have been resilient. <laughs> so resilience, what does that mean to you? Like, obviously, yeah. like other people have it, but it has a deeper meaning to you. Yeah. So resilience. Um, been through a lot, but I feel like everybody's been through a lot. Um, I guess just kind of pressing forward. There's just been a lot of stumbles and crazy things that have happened in my life to make me keep moving forward. <laughs> what's the name? What's the name of the dog? Um, his name is Jude. Jude. What's yeah. up, Jude? Yeah. I actually got him on the story earlier because he was popping in. I don't know if he's in the shot. Is he in the shot? Jude, come Hopefully. Up. Kind of, yeah. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll get Harry again. That's awesome. Is it okay that he's... So is he the salon dog? He is the salon dog, yes. That's so awesome. he is actually like, he's, yeah, he's my saving grace for right. sure. Right on. So, so resilience, you feel like you've been through a lot, been through a mm-hmm. lot just getting here to this business or like even from a young age? From a young okay. age. Do you want me to go into everything? If, if you want to. That's because where, that's a lot as, of time. as long as yeah. you feel comfortable with it. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, yeah, a lot of these conversations, we just dove into really what, what makes the artist or the entrepreneur tick. It got uh, it. So, so yeah. Um, you want, like, cause I can go from like the very, very beginning. Let's start there. We'll start there and we'll we'll meander our way here. I know you got a 3.30 appointment though, so I'll keep track of that and uh, make sure we don't go over, but yeah. But but also I'm like, gosh, cause people can talk. So I don't know if I want to over talk. (laughs) If if you're over talking, I'll, I'll, I'll steer. I'll steer somewhere. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, so resilience. So I can tell you all about my life, and Billy knows a lot about my life. So, um, my mom and my dad were blue collar workers, so definitely like my mom actually, she didn't work at all, but my dad was a construction worker. They probably got paid minimum wage. It was like nothing. Yeah. Um, house has been like, I guess we went bankrupt when we were kids. Oh, wow. So, so hit that hard spot like early on. As a kid, did you know that or like? No, I didn't know it. As they an were, adult. 
you look back and realize they've been through that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we didn't, well, I guess we went bankrupt several times when we were younger, but gotcha. I don't know anything about that. Dad was an alcoholic, but actually like the kindest alcoholic you know. <laughs> so he's a nice drunk yeah, at least, right? Yeah, a nice drunk. <laughs> really, I, actually, we were really, really tight. My dad and I were very, very tight. Um, what else? Like, grew up, my mom's Korean, mm-hmm. so she, uh, family... My dad's side of the family is very conservative Christian, and they were and like racist. Okay. So they actually like didn't like my mom at all. But she was the only thing that was holding things together because he was an alcoholic. Um, but was a tiger mom, so she was always pretty hard on us. Gotcha. She's uh, trying to keep you guys on the straight and narrow uh-huh. in the midst of all this chaos that she no doubt was dealing with. Exactly. Like. Yeah, and he. We were living paycheck to paycheck, but he would drown his sorrows in alcohol. So I remember like. But he wouldn't show it to us. But I was pretty close to him, so I'd go out into the garage every single night because I was a daddy's girl. And that was the only time I could hang out with him because my mom didn't like alcohol in the house or cigarettes. So she would make him smoke in in the garage. garage. Yeah. And he had this heater. Um, Gosh, I'll get into it, like, major. But (laughs) he had this heater because it was really cold a lot of times. And I remember, like, going out there when I was probably, like... And I said, Dad, I don't want you to die from this. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, Dad, I don't want you to die from this. I want you to die from something else. Hmm. And You're like, like old age, yeah. hopefully, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> totally. How did he yeah. take that? Um, he said, you'll never lose me. And he hmm. gave me a big hug, but he died two years later. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so. and was it complications with the alcohol? And um, Yeah, this, like, I'll probably cry in That's this right. interview. But, um no, he got stomach cancer, and my brother was a paramedic. He went through paramedic school, and he's like, Sarah, I know how Dad got cancer. And I said, how? And he said, well, he would always drink, but he mm. would never eat anything afterwards. And uh, then he found out that that causes stomach cancer, and he really? died from stomach cancer. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm sorry to Probably. hear that. No, it's okay. And so I you had, were like, 12 when he passed away then? Um, yeah, I was 12 years old, and we were tight. So I have a soft heart for alcoholics. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, actually a soft heart for anybody with like any drug abuse, anything, because I know that they're good people. Yeah. Well, and I noticed uh, for your salon, it seems like you're involved with trying to help support people who are going through hard times. Is that a piece of it? I know we talked, there's sexual assault victims, uh, but is drug abuse and dependency, is that a piece too, where you guys are trying to make... uh, an impact there? You know, um, that didn't cross my mind, actually. Mm. I think, like, I've, I've been through therapy because the past year, like, I've actually just gone through a divorce, too, so we've oh. been every, yeah. So, yeah, you have been Anything, hitting a lot of yeah. things all along the way. So. Yeah, so um, a lot of the friends that I've had, like, I've realized everybody's good and bad Mm -hmm. but um some of the people that i've found were the closest to me were the ones that were actually like on drugs of some sort like or they're the most real Mm -hmm. even though i've never taken a drug ever in my entire life but i um i just thought like oh like actually these people are going through some stuff and i'll always but but the 
like side note we're talking about like why I did the sex trafficking yeah like so and what's the name of that organization sorry um, it's called refine refine so all of those girls have been through some sort of sex trafficking Mm -hmm. and um, and actually like the landlord here she had been through it and Josh my business partner he's he's on the board for it and I've been noticing a lot of people have been going through that Mm -hmm. Um, so I just like the reason why I did it was because I'm like obviously there's a need and so I think that we need to help these girls like that's all but yeah. I don't know um, that's, that's cool it. though that as a as a business you're keeping your eyes out though and finding a way like how can we make an impact on the community that we're in yeah. uh, that's why it really popped out to me as I was looking through what you guys do uh-huh. um, kind of rewinding a little bit I, I skipped ahead in a sense but mm-hmm. uh, you going through all these hardships, losing your dad early age. You're going. Mm-hmm. You've gone through this recent divorce, uh-huh. but you also own this salon. Uh-huh. So, what led you into to making the decisions to own your own business and kind of step out in that big way? Um, well, I can go into that too. So, I was in, <laughs> like, I worked at one of the best salons, and Billy knows this one. Um, for several years, they were top three, I think, in the Here nation. in yeah, Denver, in Denver. Area. Yeah. Okay. So we're the top three best Paul Mitchell salons in the world, um, or even in the nation. I'm not really sure. We couldn't tell like if it was in the world or in the nation because I don't know Paul Mitchell. <laughs> You're like I something. Guess. It was yeah, cool. Something. Whatever we yeah, would do. Yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> and I was part of the um, core group because hmm. I had been there for nine and a half years, so I was doing a lot of the training and stuff. But then the pay plan had changed. And my, my husband and I at the time were going through some financial issues. Yeah. And I took a hit, like, I think I was making, I don't know, $200, $300 less paycheck because wow. of the way that the pay structure Man, was there. that is a hit, and especially then, if you're already yeah. struggling behind the scenes. And yeah. Yeah. And my husband had lost his job, I think, and it, he was just getting paid less and less and less. And so I was like, well, how are we going to pay for things? So, right. um... I knew that if I went down the street and did my own thing, that I'd make double what I was making there. So I decided to just, I paced. I was like, this isn't, like, she had to do what she had to do for her salon. Yeah. But I knew what I had to do to make sure that we could survive. Absolutely. And so I just went down the street, and this was two years ago, <laughs> um, and killed it that first year and doubled my income. Just That's like amazing. I thought I would, yeah. Hell yeah. And was it in this building where you started? Um, or was it a different no, location you guys it was, I was actually in a suite. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Like, yeah. So starting small and then now building to what you guys have here. Yeah. It's a really cool salon. I wish I could do almost a tour or something with the camera because it looks really cool. Really cool vibe. Yeah. So two years in, uh-huh. kind of this practical choice really. We're uh-huh. like, I need to make more money. Uh-huh. I know you're making more money. Yeah. <laughs> I then, One of my first businesses, roofing company, mm-hmm. and I was roofing for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And as I worked up my way through the company, I was like, you're making how much? Wait a minute. And that was kind of my my launch into that as well. But Yeah, I think when I saw the numbers, I was like, why would I not exactly. do this? Yeah, so it was an easy call. I think it, like, it could have gone a little bit better, but salons, a lot of times, girls can get kind of catty and it just ends up being, it never ends up <laughs> Obviously, going Obviously, I don't know much like, about yeah. salons no. at all. Yeah, um, yeah that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one's needing to do my hair so I don't get get that culture. So it yeah. can be a rough kind of culture to, to be the owner. Is that kind of where you're going with that? No, no, no. Um, like I left, I, I actually, 
like this is me and Ryan honest and I'm gonna always be Ryan honest with you I wish I would have left in a better way but there was no better way to leave right. does that make sense yep. so I think that there may be some hardship and grudges between both of us gotcha but former um, owner yeah from that the you former, swore, yeah. yeah so I don't know that she but there's some things that were said about me and and I actually kind of, I just wish it would have flown a lot smoother than it actually did, but it definitely didn't. I've parted ways yeah. in business with people where it's like, yeah, I wish that could have gone better, but we don't like each other anymore. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like that. <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah. It, it'd be nice though if there was a way to like just have like an MMA like cage fight yeah. and you guys just get it out and then you're like BFFs after that. Is there that um, happening? No. No. <laughs> no, but I, she, you know, like if she ever sees this too, I'm like, I hope, like she, she taught me so much and I hope the best for her and I hope her business is amazing. That's great. So that's what I hope, but yeah. I dig that. That's, yeah. I, I parted ways with the agent in the past and we had a rough uh, time mm -hmm. getting out of it. Mm -hmm. um, but it was like after about a year, year and a half, had this perspective of like, though I disagreed with some of the things they were doing, mm -hmm. they opened up doors to me mm -hmm. and trained me and taught me in so many ways where it's like, okay, I can make peace with this. So Absolutely. So, so yeah. hopefully over time maybe. Who knows? But, yeah. yeah. I, well, I know that, it, like, Chad and I, the stylist here, uh, we are so good because of her. Gotcha. And so I am so grateful that she, like, taught us what we what we know. And so, yeah. So respect there, but yeah. you're glad that I did my own thing. Yes. <laughs> now, I don't want to mess up the name of the salon. Let's no. Uh, say it again for me. Here? Yes. Merlon. Merlon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. Two years running. Mm -hmm. What's been one of the big eye-opening things once you moved into this building, uh, having other people work under you? What's been kind of a big aha that you've learned when it comes to business or life? There's a lot of... <laughs> I feel like that's like such a like broad question. It is. And I know. It is. Um, there's so many different things. Um, one like is general contractors like if I were to hire a general contractor again mm -hmm. make sure that you don't pay them up front because they can totally bail right. on you. So <laughs> Didn't that, that happen? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah you learned some hard lessons yeah, there. That That's was tough. pretty hard. Um, as far as like I don't know just make sure that you have good people yeah. like working for you. We're trying to find the best people um, always because I feel like we're so small that it would be good to have better people and wait. Mm -hmm. So I'm not even fully staffed right now because I want to make sure we have the best people, the people who are like encouraging you and they want to learn and you like, and we don't talk bad about each other and we're here for each other and we're family. Like that's, that's cool. the most important thing. I so think. it sounds like you're kind of, you're trying to squelch that idea of the cattiness that yeah. can happen. We yeah. don't have any cattiness here. That's cool. It's been really awesome. And it, I'm also working with all guys and one girl right now. <laughs> Is it different? It's that? different because yeah, these boys are like, I feel like my older brothers. Nice. I'm the youngest one out of everybody, but they're always like protecting me and I know it, you right know? On. And so, but with, sometimes with the girls, I felt like they would say one thing to you, one thing to you and then they'd turn around and probably say something bad about you. I don't know, but I think that that- <laughs> You're like, I think that's happening. Though. Yeah, that, I, I think know. that's happened and I've experienced it. And, and not all girls are that way, but I've realized that that was something that was happening and it happens at a lot of places and I'm not saying that 
it's girls or guys. But these guys are like my older brothers. That's if cool. that makes sense. And I have been around guys who I would describe as catty yeah. in the past too. So yeah, so yeah it can be uh, either or <laughs> depending on who you're around. Totally. So rewind it. Like it, I feel like we keep going forward, and then I I keep jumping you forward. I'm uh -huh. gonna bring you back a little bit. Uh -huh. Where did this desire, this passion for diving into being a stylist start for you? Um. Oh my gosh, I wanted a way to pay for college. So I went in high school. Like I went into beauty school for high school. Okay. Because I knew. Wait, my, you went to beauty school in high school. In high school. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because they cool. offered this program, I knew I needed a way to pay for college. I wanted to major in music and arts. Nice. And Very then cool. I was in music and arts in college, and realized I don't know what I'm going to do with this. So <laughs> then I just yeah. Actually, as a, I have a music yeah. degree, and I feel yeah. I don't know what I'm. I still don't know what I'm doing with it. But <laughs> yeah, I wish someone would have told me. But then at the same time, it wouldn't have led me to this path. Right. So actually, yeah, I just wanted a way to pay for college. <laughs> Sorry. So you you put yourself through uh, is it cosmetic school, beauty school? What's it? Um, cosmetology. Cosmetology school. school it, sorry. It was part of the like the public schools. I think really? little Jeffco public public schools has like a um, trade school that you can go to that and you get elective cool. credits for it. So yeah. Wow. It wasn't like I dropped out of high school. I just needed elective credits to graduate, and so that half like, cool. semester I just went to yeah. And so when you, by the time you graduate high school, you're already certified yeah. as a hairstylist. Hair uh -huh. I don't that want to mess up the term. No, most people do go and get their cosmetology license, but I just got my hairstylist license. Right on. And so mm -hmm. right out of high school, then you went into working for the first salon that you were with? No, or? I was at Fantastic Sam's for a little bit. Okay. Because I wanted like immediate, I just needed money. <laughs> and then I was like, I I'm need not. that money, bro. Yeah. Let's get in there. Yeah. But I was only there for a half of a year and I um, left and went directly to like assistant program. Mm -hmm. So, because I knew that that was a really, really good salon. And yeah. so I went to the assistant program and then worked my way up from there. That's so awesome. no matter what, I would tell people, go to the best salon you can find and go and be like the worst, like just <laughs> an assistant. Just do that because it'll set you up for your whole life. So you can start soaking in like the greatness that you're surrounded by yeah, in a way. Exactly. Because you don't know anything when yeah. you get out of school. So it's good when you go in not knowing anything and they teach you everything. That's so. awesome. Yeah. Making the moves. And that's pretty cool that a public school has that kind of trade option yeah. in the middle of it. I like public schools around us, I have four boys and mm -hmm. so like we don't we don't have that kind of option there. And like my oldest, he's fifteen and he's always trying to figure out like what he wants to do. It'd be cool to see him dive into something practical like that. But you can hit the ground running, you know. Are you sure that there isn't? Maybe maybe I need to dig deeper and check, but mm -hmm. I haven't heard of one. <laughs> he hasn't mentioned it, so yeah. I have to dive in. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, it was the best thing, best decision I ever made, for sure. And actually, the old owner that I was working for, she did the same thing. Yeah. And then there's been several people I've known that have like rise. So I was the only one that is still doing hair out of that class because gotcha. it's like super. Yeah. But if you know what you're gonna do, mm -hmm. no matter what, school doesn't teach you shit. So. Like go to a cheap school if you're, especially if you're poor, and right. then work your way up. That's what I would tell everyone. And get the hustle going. Mm -hmm. So I dig that. I dig it. Yeah. So I, I love to to think through like the philosophical ends of why people do things, mm -hmm. right? And so thinking for you, just life in general as an entrepreneur, as a woman, uh, what does it mean to you to live a great life? 
um, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I kind of, um, I know, just to even let them know, I, I, we yeah. did this last minute, so I didn't even get to prep you for this. No, that's okay. <laughs> and even if you need a minute to kind of think through it, too. Well, I think about like the generic questions, like, mm-hmm. or the generic answers. Right. It's like, oh, like, live your dream, do what you want to do, yada, yada, like. All the posters we yeah. can hang back on the wall. But I've seen both. Like, I've seen, like, I've been really happy and had a mediocre life and did, you know, I guess I shouldn't say mediocre, but I've done, like, the simple life and had, like, like a, and I was happy. Mm-hmm. But I'm also happy doing this, and I'm going, and, I, and right now I'm like in this mid stage where I like have both, because I'm not always honest, so it will probably tear up. You know, I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. Because you could always like, this is awesome. I have this is like my safe haven. Mm. So. This is always going to make me happy. So when I'm here, I'm always happy. Yeah. Um, but I was actually, I just posted something today about this woman that I met in Thailand who had absolutely nothing mm-hmm. and had pure joy. So I don't know the hmm. answer to that question. So like, still on a quest maybe to yeah, figure that out. Yeah. But I think the most important thing is always treat people good. Mm-hmm. And hopefully someday like happiness will come out of that. Right. I don't know. Like, it's a hard, I don't know. No, and I get that too. Mm-hmm. In a way, I'm, I'm doing this series because I feel like I'm on a quest. Like, I think mm-hmm. I kind of know what I think a great life is, but mm-hmm. in a sense, I'm on a quest to discover that myself. And so each, each interview so far, I've gotten like just yet another nugget from somebody else yeah. where that what they feel is a great life for them. So, I feel like I've been learning and growing along that process. So what did you hear? Well, one of the main things, and you said it twice actually, was just happiness. Mm -hmm. And then no matter if it was a comedian or an entrepreneur or a musician slash pet store owner, like I've had all these different people so far in these interviews, um, and it seems to always come back down to what seems cliche, right? Mm -hmm. But happiness. Mm -hmm. But the the what strikes me is how they define happiness, Mm -hmm. and and that's been hitting me a ton because sometimes I'm just not happy sometimes life sucks you know mm-hmm. and and but yeah just keep coming back what does that mean asking myself what does that mean for me to be happy too yeah and and I think it is though uh, I feel like it should be at least a perpetual quest of growing and learning yeah. and understanding so I think yeah but the, again the more you learn the more you realize you don't know <laughs> <shit>. right <laughs> That's, and then again, I feel like that's a generic answer. Yeah. Yeah. Some things though, I think though they're cliche, they're cliches for a reason because Uh it just, it's that, that little bit of truth that just keeps coming and smacking all of us in the face over and over again, where it's like people who are just hustling all the time and not happy in that. And I've been in that too, where I've had like the, I, I think I mentioned the roofing company I had back in the day. I, I hated my life every mm-hmm. day. It was like I was making money, mm-hmm. but, and I remember being on a roof with the, like during a storm at like four in the morning, the girl I was dating at the time literally holding the flashlight because it started leaking on a roof that we were working on. And I'm like, why the hell am I doing this? You know? Yeah. And that's, that started a whole new journey for me to figure out 
like I'm not happy doing this. I thought it would be, yeah. but I'm not. So, but yeah, that's one of the biggest things I think. I think that the things that make me the most happy are like, okay, being active, mm. doing things that are good for me, building a business, whatever it is, but there's like no formula, I yeah. think. Cause yeah, people always think like, oh, if I make this much, then I can do these things and yada yada. But then you're like, but does that really make you happy? Right. Like, I don't, I don't know. And there's some people who've accomplished those goals and are like, still not happy. Yeah. You know? And some people who are still on the journey. There was one that stuck out to me, uh, a comedian in LA mm -hmm. that we did an interview. And when I asked him, what does it mean? And, uh, well, is the create great things, which we'll get to. Like, what does it mean to him? He said, learning, learning to love the process just as much, if not more, than the, the desired outcome that mm -hmm. you have. And that hit me too, where it's like, like going through the process of being a business owner or being an artist, you know, on the road, learning to love all those ups and downs and embrace those moments because the goal may not ever come the way you think it will, or even if it does, you'll find out yet there's more goals beyond that. And yeah. that stuck with me a lot. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. going into this idea of creating great things, mm -hmm. what does that mean to you to create great things? I, I do what I do because I like making people feel better when they leave mm. and I like being the person that they look forward to seeing. <laughs> so, and we're always like with the CBD or whatever, like with the girls that are being trafficked that yeah. we can give them some dignity. Mm. Like, um, I think it's just about treating people right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that, like, Tell me again, what was your question? So, like, what does it mean to create great things? And, yeah. And I maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, here's like, I feel like you're saying, like, for you, you know it's a great thing if you're actually making an impact, like a positive impact on yeah, somebody. Yeah, exactly. If I can be that person that, like, makes them super happy throughout their day or give them confidence to go wherever, like a job interview or whatever it yeah. is, or just, like, feel good about themselves throughout the day, that's my job that's what i'm supposed to do i'm always learning i'm always growing in my field i mean throughout life but mm -hmm. i think that that's like the main thing how how can i help somebody else because i think it's all about relationships yeah like it's all about relationships whatever i do like that's minor but whatever like however i make someone feel mm -hmm. that's exponential like i if i can make someone feel so much better about themselves like that's all I, that's that's my purpose. That's awesome. Like, but, yeah. Well, awesome. You feel now, we, we do have an extra little bit because mm -hmm. you guys got new products coming out, uh -huh. right? That with the idea of helping people feel better, <laughs> right? Do you want to grab Josh? Yeah, and I'll we'll, grab him. Josh is joining us. Hey, you got enough room? Yeah. Oh, uh-oh. Mine got unplugged. There we go. And so we were talking about just this idea of helping people, like making a difference in people's lives, right? Helping them feel better, kind of a, a vision and a goal behind the, the salon here. And then that kind of rolls us into the new products you guys are. <laughs> I love yeah. that he keeps jumping in, that's awesome. <laughs> the new products you guys will be rolling out here soon. Yeah. So do you want to unpack that for us? Sure, yeah, I mean, CBD definitely does make, you know, make people feel better, that's for sure. Uh, so we sell a, a, all kinds of CBD products currently. Um, as I'm sure you saw, but now we want to uh, we want to create our own line. Yeah, that's that's the next goal. So awesome. Um, hopefully, by the time this comes out, maybe maybe we'll have them in stock. Hell but, yeah! Yeah, we, we do have a bunch of products already, and and uh, for pretty much uh, you know almost any ailment that someone has, we 
are able to relieve that. And it makes us feel good whenever somebody comes in and keeps coming back in yeah. for the same product. You know, you're making a difference. And it almost sounds like you guys are creating a culture here at, at, of your salon where people come into this culture and just like feel better as they walk away. So that's really cool Yeah, what you guys are doing. Yeah, that. and they don't just look better though. They, they truly feel better. I don't know if, yeah. did y'all talk about the massages? I mean, it's- Oh, no, we didn't even yeah, jump th- in this, on that. So that just your typical getting your hair washed. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I used to go to, a, well, I don't want to name names. Oh, okay. I used to go to a very <laughs> famous barber shop and got my hair, my head massaged like that. You're like, like what's feels, up, bro? Yeah, this yeah. is yeah, it's it's worth paying a little more for a men's haircut whenever you're you're really feeling good. Yeah, I don't know much about that, unfortunately, because <laughs> I don't have hair. But that's why she, <laughs> yeah, that's why she chose these chairs though. Like these chairs, re- recliner, like ridiculously comfortable chairs. It's yeah, just because it you really get up from that feeling good so all the so, details coming together yeah. to create a really cool spot so yeah, i think exactly, that's exactly. awesome what's been real quick what's been your favorite part uh about being here and working in this particular business i honestly a hundred percent it's definitely making people when they come back like when you see people come back for a product that is helping them deal with whether it's pain or stress or whatever mm-hmm. most of the time it's pain yeah you know when they, they keep coming back for the same cbd product over and over again um I think that's that really that means a lot that's it's, cool it's really helping them a lot that's awesome well guys thank you so much for making the time thanks for letting us take over the back room here yeah, yeah <laughs> In it. thank you for listening to the live and create podcast if you like what you heard make sure you subscribe and leave a comment or a review the live and create podcast